I think it's hilarious that you said, I don't want to create a problem for myself. <laughs> Other people, fuck them. That's their, that's <laughs> but I don't want to. <laughs> no, I said that's their job. Their job is creating problems for me. I don't want to do their job. They can do their own job. That is not how I heard it. <laughs> I heard it. Creating problems for other people. Yo, that's your problem. <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> as long as it's not my problem, I don't give a shit. Either one. Either one works for me. Either one works for me. I'm in. I'm down. I'm up. I'm down. I'm I up. have a whole down up thing that's really irritating to me. And it's because of you. You put that thing on the board, things you can't live down. And then I got into this whole ear hole about what live down because living it up is very different than living it down. And they're not opposites of each other. So English is a fucking K-hole of dickwad. All right, do the thing. Tell us what All we're right. going to hear. You're going to hear that also. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Off to college. Elected from behind bars. And imposter syndrome. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. I'm not cutting You're a piece of that. that. You're keeping that. I'm not cutting any of that. I don't know why I couldn't you? get out imposter syndrome. Oh, maybe that's a imposter some syndrome. Kind of yes. Well, good morning, Melissa. I think we should start with the notion of do you even know what imposter syndrome is? I feel like everyone knows what this is. And then I find myself in conversations and someone will sheepishly say, I, I don't know what that is. What is that? And I'm like, really? So it's sort of to me like saying it's a napkin. Do you know what a napkin is? And people are like, I don't I don't know what that is. And then other people are, are like, no, it's like saying it's a I don't it's a retirement policy. Do you know what that is? No, I don't know what that is. I used to work with someone who's so hilarious. She would say, you say retirement policy and I hear cat. I don't know what that is. I don't <laughs> oh understand. My God. <laughs> I'm like, We're okay. I hear soup. <laughs> I don't know what you're let's talking start with, about. Let's start with what is a cat? Yes. Yeah, like, okay. Do you know what imposter syndrome is? Do you I, have it in your head? I remember, yes. I remember being at work, working with these little kids. I was their um, communication facilitator. I would go with these deaf kids. I would go with them into a class and I'm a certified teacher and I sign. So like the cocktail was a dream for this organization. But when I would sit down in a classroom, maybe like in the fifth grade or as the grades got higher... Okay, I'm a teacher, but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This math thing is is not the math that I learned. It's not the oh math. Oh, my God. Common core through sign language? But it's not even the math I learned to teach. Like, I Oy. went to school to teach math. So it's not even. So when I sit down and they're like, well, you can do this. I'm like, absolutely. I'm a teacher. I sign. And when the teacher would start and I was interpreting for the kid and I was assisting, I thought, I cannot believe I am in charge of your knowledge base like this is shocking and we did it yeah, and they were great I'm, I'm joining the shock right now as i think about it i still can't believe you were a math teacher we did right, it we were great well elementary school you're an everything teacher but even as you get older you just follow like my cert is k to six not k to five i never thought you were actually teaching them thanking things i thought that this whole time <sighs> you were just teaching them how to like say 
fuck you without getting fired. Like I thought the whole point was sort of, let me help you learn to walk through the world when you have this thing that other people don't have. Like I feel like that was your whole gig. We did I didn't realize you were in there like, and in today's algebra class, yeah, in, yeah, that was not learning. the fun yeah. part. The fun part was teaching deaf kids idioms because they don't right. understand. What do you mean nail in the coffin? I'm like, okay, let's describe what it means. When do you put it? Well, it's the, what is the nail the first thing you do? Or is it like, so we, we would really bring, that was my favorite shit to do. But I, I was like, uh, I'm in charge of, and we figured it out together. But I just, I felt like I do not, I can't believe this, what imposter syndrome. I had all the credentials and the certifications in the, but when I got in there, I was like, I, this is not. This How is, can I do this? I'm not qualified. Why me? What's happening? And there well, I was. And we did well, great, but <laughs> it was not. So there's all different, there's all different shades of imposter. imposter. See, we, you did it too. That's why it was because we're not actual podcasters. So we, every time we say it, it comes out and it goes, that's the Freudian. That's how we're going to feel you. at that fucking conference. <laughs> we're going to walk in and be like, oh, look, here are podcasters. Wait, you want to be my podcast expert. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Well, there's all kinds of imposter syndrome. The one you described is the most common. The Did other you just call is, me common? Yeah, and, right. and basic. And the others, the others are things like, Everyone else here knows more than I do, and they will find me out. So it, it's less about being uniquely unqualified for the position that you're in, but also feeling like you're not caught up to everybody else. So there's a lot of lot of overlap with being a woman. There's this similarity that, or, or perhaps being a minority in a majority world, right? So you're walking around feeling other in a less than way. That's for the, in broad strokes, that's what imposter syndrome really is. And I am experiencing the opposite of imposter syndrome all the fucking time in this way. Tell me. How and why do I revere people as experts when I look at what they're doing and I already know that you ain't a fucking expert you first of all how would you let this shit go out like this how are you making these massive mistakes you are embarrassing yourself you are embarrassing me i was listening to an audiobook an audiobook not a podcast friends not a video recording, which means not a live stream. It was this gone over seven times before it went through version after version after version. And yet this is the best of the best. The cream of the crap that this came out. This fucker was on Audible. I can't believe this. What I happened? Paid, I paid money for this book. This book is published and sold in bookstores. You can buy oh my this God, book tell me. in multiple formats. And there were repeated shitbally errors in this audio podcast that anyone, including the author, would know. Things like, I'm going to start that again. That phrase, I'm going to start that again. And then just starts it again. And that shit was not cut out. Oh, things my like, God. Things like giant gaps. Like you can sort of feel like somebody's turning a page or something in the script. I mean, this was the fucking draft out I in think Audible. they put out I think this is a huge faux pas I think this I, is a and it's been out since May it's been out since May this is a person who is purportedly 
written up in Forbes and out in the world and I'm going to tell you how to do all these fucking things and I'm an expert expert and the deeper I dive I'm not going to it's not about shaming that person it's about this as an acceptable trait because I found it more than once with more than one person and what I'm commenting on is my reaction to it because I still somehow think that this person is worth my time worth my attention worth my money in the form of buying products or courses worth listening to as an expert in the field. And yet. And I keep trying to justify and explain away how can you have these glaring obvious. I would open up a membership site and in the membership site there are massive mistakes. I mean, I, I really get hung up on typos and I try to let that go. I really even call it typos. I get hung up. It's one thing to make a, a typo, a proper mistype. But that's it's another content. Thing to have, it's another part to have a grammatical mistake yeah and they are they are rampant in this thing like subject verb agreement mistakes and this is a person who has a higher uh, who has a I can't, I can't give too many specifics because it'll be crystal clear who it is it's nobody that we know personally it's right, a public, right, right. public figure right and she is great in the vast many ways so I'm hanging on to this idea and the, the last part that I should say as I qualify this her mo her point of excellence is not to say to you I am a grammatic wizard I am a proofreading goddess it's not this for is what not she's her, known no right. this is not her deal at the same time her MO is I'm helping people level up from level where up, they are level up. and part of that leveling up process is to always employ a team so this is someone who has a team in place around her large team in place and nobody caught this or stink eyed you and said are you you should be so fucking embarrassed and she doesn't make it a point of her content to say I go out embarrassed I mean some people make that their right, point. Right, right. start messy is a book from a friend of ours that we know right so the idea is you're you should go out or maybe it's start ugly you should go out before you're ready uh -huh. that's a that's a fairly good tenant you know what I mean just begin and then refine later so I how can all this be how can I still revere her on any level as an expert when I would not go to a volunteer training session with materials this bad. I just wouldn't. So what what am I doing? And there's multiple experts who walk around and do this. And it's so so at what point do we decide that someone's an expert because they have claimed their expertise. It seems like the opposite of imposter syndrome. It's like you are an imposter, but you've decided, nope, I'm going to be an expert today and you're all going to agree with me. Don't, like, what is it? Don't you think that has a lot to do with just entering with confidence? Don't you feel like that has to do with, um, we had a, a president for four years who said things with authority that were completely <laughs> false, but he said it with authority and people were like, uh, yeah. Yeah, what he said, what he said was wrong. And I mean, I tried to interpret and I watched an interpreter try to interpret <laughs> what he said. And there was no subject in a sentence. There was, you had to watch the face of this interpreter looking for a fucking noun. <laughs> She's looking for a noun when it was all <laughs> verbs, 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 oh, go, going to, it's going to be, it's going to, oh. there was no <laughs> way to interpret what he was saying, but it was taken. I guess my there point is without... Of, there was a lot of mush mouth. There was a lot of mush mouth. But without mouth, yeah. trashing him further, which I could do for the next 45 minutes, uh, it's, it's to say that if you approach something with wild confidence and authority and you shout it loud, shout it proud, people will listen and many will follow. That I is guess. very I sad. Be, I don't want to be one of those people. Well, okay. I don't, it's a I good don't start. Believe, 
Well, I don't believe I'm one of those people. I'm, I believe I give far too many, well, that's not even fair. I was going to say, do I give far too many second chances? I like, I have this policy that I've internalized because of my kids. I call it infinity second chances. You always get a second chance with me, right? There's, there's never a point when there's never, for one of my kids sort of is a very literal thinker. And he didn't really kind of get the concept of unconditional love. He just sort of didn't get it, even though it was evidence to him every day, even though we lived it every day. He, he sort of had a hard time getting his head around it. So what I would say to him straight up, there is never a chance when you don't get another chance. Like there, there's no bottom to this. Like I had to sort of put it in language. Right, right. And then he was like, oh, okay, I get that. So, um, and that was sort of helpful. And it's sort of irritating because I always have to give him fucking second chances now when he don't deserve it. But anyway, so this notion of infinity second chances, like, okay, I'll, I'll give you a pass. I'll give you a pass on that. You don't Because need your to whole empire is not built on what you're doing. This glaring error that you've done, which really should make you embarrassed as a professional in any stripe. Do you think it does? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it go. And I, I don't think it's about confidence. I don't, I mean, is it she knows that she has this shit out there? And I think she, kn- if, if she knew, she couldn't fucking be bothered. I just feel like that's what it is. It's like, well, whatever. That's already out there. I, I just don't get, I, that's, I'm putting that opinion out there. You're making a face like. Uh, that's more reason way. for me to have less faith in the shit she's slinging. Like I, I watch TV shows where the grammar is, is bad. Right. And I'm, I'm a stickler for grammar and it's because of the systematic abuse I faced from my mother for for 18 years. It was drilled into me. I'm once again, God help me, in the process of college essays with my second child now. And grammar is really important. It's really important because that's how people judge you. However, I do have to throw in that there are words in the dictionary that aren't words but they've been used so often incorrectly that the dictionary said, well, if you're going to we fucking adopt them. say we it. Adopt them. Yes. We adopt that doesn't them. make them right. It doesn't make them grammatically correct. It makes them acceptable to the least common denominator. And that is not what I'm trying to raise or be. At least grammatically. Let me be that way in other things. That's fine. I'm not fighting to be the top of anything else. But it's a sign of your education. It's a sign of... of uh, intelligence, I feel, I drop fuck in every in every sentence. Mallory sure, just got an sure. essay prompt that said, what is your favorite word? <laughs> and I, I looked at Stuart, I'm like, clearly it's fuck. We use it all the time. It's every part of speech. It's a beautifully, ex- how you say it, where you say it, when you say it. You could say fuck or right. fuck or like there are just... The intonation, everything makes this word the best word. She cannot write that for a college essay. I totally would have written it. That would be perfect. And she'd get in. Well, she has so. other ideas and I had other ideas. And we bounced them around back as and forth. As long as they're her ideas. Yes, perfect. She's got no problems. So she's going to she's gonna do that. But I mean, if I were, I would love the job of reading college essays. And boy, I'll tell you, that's how I would decide who is coming. Those poor kids. If you ended yeah. every every sentence with a preposition. Those if you poor ended, kids. it's crazy. Yeah. Like that is not. I have flaws. I'm not saying I'm perfect. But just, I'm the one grading the essays today, so I decided to take a moment ah, there. Ah, I'm not ah, saying ah, I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm just okay. Well, let's get back to it. So you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's perfect because guess what? Perfect doesn't exist. Why on earth am I? 
questioning her expertise in the area she claims because which she's has nothing to do with grammar, with toilet paper on her shoe yeah. or whatever it happens yeah. to be, or the spilled soup on on their tie or the whatever it is. You're you're a schlamazel, but I'm listening to you for advice on. She's a lawyer, okay? She's not teaching me how to be a lawyer. She was trained, educated as a practicing lawyer. She did contract law. She's no longer doing it. She's com- doing completely other things, right? Absolutely other things. If you were a lawyer or a law clerk and turned in work this sloppy, you would not be a lawyer. So in my estimation, this is part and parcel of who you are and the level of detail that you're willing to do. That's, that's, that's baked into my irritation over this. If this woman was a chef and I was talking about the exact same issue with a chef, I probably would give her a huge pass. Right. Okay. So that has to be in there. I'm not, I'm not one of these grammar police people where it has to be, has to be, has to be. And honestly, I love the grammar police. They keep us all in check. I think it's great. <laughs> we try. Great. We try. <laughs> Language evolves. Humanity involves, evolves. That's we've got to, we've got to do all these things. But when you, it, so I'm just looking at this to, to stop harping on this person and, and my, affinity for what she has to say I'm trying to figure out am I getting sold a bill of goods here right am I getting sold a bill of goods and that extends to everyone expertise everywhere there is so much baked in this notion of I am promoting something to you that I know as a buyer I'm being sold right so I don't want to be sold something I want to connect with you authentically why do I not feel more of an authentic connection when I see your flaws? Instead, I think you're just a fucking shiny ass salesperson who can't even get your shit right. So fuck you. And I'm not going to buy it. And I'm not going to listen to your thing. And I'm not going to whatever it is. Subscribe to your whoever. I guess I guess you set up a time frame. OK, you set up a time frame and you say, am I getting anything out of this? I see all of your flaws, but the thing that you're trying to teach me, to show me, to cultivate in me. Is that working? Is that helping? How are you affecting my life besides me judging you for A, B, and C? Are you helping me with D, E, and F? Because that's why I came to you. I came to you for help with D, E, and F. Are you making a difference in my life? If you are not, I'm going to send you a quick tweet that says, I couldn't get what you were looking for, but you should also look into your staff because you have this fucking flaw, this fucking flaw, this. You are a hot fucking mess. And I would overlook all of it if I felt like you were helping me through what I sought you out to help. But it's not. And this is where we part. I thought about reaching out and letting her know this stuff, but I feel like that's not my job either. Well, is she helping you in some way? Right now, I am in the process of convincing myself that I'm getting help out of this. Here's here's what I mean by that. Part of what she's doing and and why I'm connecting it's all this in this stupid universe of help yourself land that I've stumbled into. A lot of it is so obviously I am here to stimulate you doing the work that you won't do on your own, right? That's that's what self-help is. They don't they don't put that on the headline. I'll that's just the truth the of it. Yep. That's just the truth of it. So going to a gym and having a personal trainer, the personal trainer has zero investment in you getting better, right? But them being there, you're paying that person to stand there and require you to be there. You're paying that person to watch you figure out how to push yourself. So the physical trainer could be a poster on a wall at a certain point because you are doing 100% of the work. 
They're just a living pulse of a person who is inspiring and encouraging you before the poster on the wall would do. So I get on some level that everything that she is purporting to do or, you know, here's the steps and here's the here's the trajectory that you should take and blah, 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 blah. That's all me doing it. So I sort of get irritated that I've even bought into any of this at all because it's like I just want to take the book and throw it out the window. It's like, yeah, okay, if I'm fucking doing it, what are you for? What are you good for? What are you fucking doing? And I'm sure that the psychiatrists and the social workers and all these people out there are probably laughing and screaming. The Brene Browns of the world are probably like, ha, 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 this is how it works. Do you know this? She's in it now. She's doing it now because I don't fucking know about all of this crap. And the deeper I get into it, it's fucking irritating. Taking a step back from all of that, there are a lot of people that I know who are wildly successful professionals who are terrible at their job, who make a ton of money. We used to say in advertising, shit floats, who rise all the way to the top. They're not worth it. They get paid bazillions of dollars. They are terrible to work for, terrible to work with. They're not experts in any way. And for whatever reason, the Teflon don't stick. It's just everything slides right off. They, they fail no problem. They have no problems in this way. How can I be that? Where's that imposter syndrome opposite? That's what I want to be. The crazy thing to, is they don't feel it. They don't feel anything. They feel owed and deserved and they feel and they, they don't think, feel it. They think they're, they've, they're the opposite of imposter syndrome. They think I am the shit. I know all about this. I am perfect. And it's like you aren't even, you can't spell. You can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't do anything. I mean, the most basics. You, you can't wipe can't your ass. spell. I mean, <laughs> come on. I have to tell you, leaving this, when we, as we leave this topic, um, the best coaching I've gotten, and I am confident you know it's from Peloton, is that we do this practice not for perfection, but for progress. And I mean, not to throw wild alliteration at you, but every day I feel like there just has to be some progress. And at the end of the day, when I feel there's been no progress, that's when I'm like, motherfucker, like something, something today, let's just scratch today off the calendar and say the two ice cream sandwiches I had before bed are going to burn off when I have a hot dream tonight about something super sexy. Like I just, I mean, come on, one ice cream sandwich is not enough and you fucking know it. So don't even give me that look. <laughs> it's just not enough. And no, I I'm just trying to liken this to at some point, don't you get mad at the TV screen on the Peloton? Don't you get mad that you could just be riding a fucking bike down the neighborhood lane? Don't you get angry that you've bought something that you could completely do on your own and they're not doing anything? You're doing all the work. You're logging in. You're showing up. No one is at your house pulling you out of bed and putting on your sports bra and sending you to the basement and clicking on and pedaling, pedaling, pedaling. You're doing 100% of this shit. Why are you also paying them $100 a month or whatever? You're, I have no idea what Peloton costs. $2,000 a minute. Like, I don't know. It might as right? well be. I think it's 40 bucks a month. And I have to tell you, a gym membership to use their equipment is the same. So I'm I'm trying to forget that we paid the initial investment. Either way, I still find value in it because they're coaching to me. You're better than your best excuse. You clipped in today. Their encouragement to me is kind of something I need. The same way I don't give in to trash talk. Like Stuart could say, I'll bet you couldn't do three pull-ups. I'm like, I bet you couldn't. You win that bet. I bet off. you couldn't fuck yourself. Why are we having this <laughs> bet? Like what? Why are we naming ridiculous things? Is that yeah, what we're I'm doing not, now? Because yeah, yeah, no. But I know how long my dick is. We're okay. Yep. I'm the exact opposite of trash talk. <laughs> Encouragement from not somebody I love from like a from like a third party is is kind of 
even my family, Mallory said to me, I told you this before, Mallory said to me one day, at a girl, and I fed off of that and those ice cream sandwiches for a very long time. I did go to a doctor for the pain in my back. What? This week. And he said. Tell all now. He said, I was hoping he would do another scan, you know, another MRI and compare it to the one from a year and a half ago. He did not. He did not request one. He said, I got to tell you, I feel like it's like my Nana when she was going through things at 90 and 100. She said, well, when I feel better, I'll come visit you. And I finally said to her, what would what does feeling better look like to you? What what does <laughs> when do you think you're going to get in a car that you don't own and come see me and my family and our house and whatever and meet our dogs and our kids? It's this is it like you're this is your new normal that you are confined to this tiny tiny room in your life and food comes to you now which is kind of my dream like the foraging thing is bullshit instacart (laughs) is the beginning of my wallying where i just sit in a chair and drink milkshakes all day and it is the dream so don't don't give me a commentary on that Wally movie about how society got fat and lazy. That's your fucking dream. Do not society judge that. Society was bright enough to build a spaceship where we can all float around fat and lazy. So fuck you. Genius. That is not an imposter. That is the real fucking deal. <laughs> that is that is like life goals. But until then, until the milkshakes are readily available to show up when I think about it, I will continue to to do this and to put some work in and and give a shit? I don't know. It seems like the right thing to do as long as I want my kids, to, I want to see my kids grow up, marry, find happiness. But the back doctor said, I don't know that Peloton's the right exercise for you because your back bending over is not a good position. This might be your new normal. I'm not going to order you a new scan. But we can maintain it. When is it? What is? How does it disrupt your life? I'm like, well, I don't really sleep very well. It hurts every fucking second. So it does. But I've kind of acclimated to that. Right. I mean, hello. Right. Like it's it's kind of this is what it is. And he said, are there minutes where it doesn't hurt? And I said, there are moments where I forget that it's hurting. And then if I were to think about it for a second, not move or do anything else. Oh, wait, there it is. But I get wrapped up in things. So that's so as long as I can, I will. But he said, let's try to I said sleeping eludes me at times because if I roll over like it's it's a positions. So he said, let's try to get you to sleep better. And I said, yes, please. So he offered me a pill for nighttime which is a nerve pill. It's not like a joy pill, like something I can get wildly addicted to, unfortunately. (laughs) And he said, well, you know, medical marijuana can't be ruled out. Oh, my God. You found the perfect doctor. (laughs) I think I did. (laughs) Let's get you to sleep better. Even the the phrase is kind of sexy. Yeah. I think it's a good time. Yeah. I think it's nice. Is he hot? What's going on? No. All right. So, no. Oh. No. It's all right. I'd still do him if he gave me a card. Don't get me wrong. There you go. Just kidding, Sue. Just kidding. Well, not to get off the sexy weed talk, I have discovered I'm still having massive, massive pain and and, uh, my neck and back have flared up again in the way that I have nerve pain that causes my arms to go numb, which is really scary, but it's been evaluated so many times. It's really just the positioning of things. It's I have multiple reasons why this is, and we're just going to move on from that. What I've discovered is sleeping, it's awful, without a pillow really helps me. 
flat on my back. I don't I don't like to sleep on my back. I don't either. I like to sleep on my side or on my tum tums. Yes. Right? Yes. Force yourself to try this once or just try for a nap. Try to sleep on your back on your bed with no pillow and alternately no pillow behind your neck, no no pillow under your head. Put a pillow underneath your knees. So your knees and legs are elevated. Your entire back is sort of flat and aligned and your neck is flat and aligned on the bed and try that. And, and I do it. It's awful because you're like, <laughs> this is not a normal way to sleep and fuck you. And I need to be on my stomach right now. Like it's just not any good, but I don't know. I'm trying to, the more that I move my body physically and, and get things in shape, the more all these creepy ouchy, that's going to break right now. Oh, all I thought you were going like to tell me it was ping, getting ping, 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 pop, better. Pop, 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 pop. It's it's the cascade effect where when one thing clicks back into place and starts to tighten up and do better, all the rest of them are like flapping around and then that day it's just not good. It's like trying to adjust all of the lines, all the ropes on a ship, right? You pull one and then 16 more go slack. So it's like you got to go, oh, here's a better example. When you're tying up those Converse sneakers that have all those fucking laces and you got to go because you can try to tighten it from the bottom and then you got to go ding 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 ding. I was thinking of your bra when you were telling me about it like you got to ratchet this side you got to pull that side you got to get yourself in the worst is trying to you feel like you're going to dislocate your fucking shoulder trying to get out of it and then you're choking to death on the thing that tries to strangle you around the neck and then your tits are up by your face it's awful I have an adjustable bed so I sleep with my legs elevated a little I have two small pillows, one on each side of me around my my waisty back. And yesterday in the mail came another little bit flatter, but body pillow. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. My bed's not all big right. enough for We're all these fucking supported. Pillows. Well, Stuart can sleep somewhere else. He I might mean, have to. <laughs> he might have to. <laughs> try, try laying, try sort of watching TV, try laying flat on the floor. Just put your neck flat on the floor I think what you might benefit from is the illusion of traction. There's all kinds of ways you can get traction at home too, but I you saw take that a towel, device you a thing. that you put on the doorknob. Yeah, of you a just door. do it with a, you could just do it with a towel. You don't need you don't need all that business. Towel is fine, but and there's lots of ways to do it too. Um, it it truly does help a okay, lot. I'll, I'll but try I would anything. Think, I would think nothing is going to help you more than what you're already doing than with your weed? inversion with your inversion therapy. Yeah, that, that because I that is too. that's great traction. That's gravity based traction. It's perfect. I even started holding a weight while in that um, wow while okay. in that position upside down. I, I picked up like an eight pound weight to just pull me a little further because once you're upside down, you're you can't do anything, right? I do right. sit-ups on there a little bit, and then doctor didn't like that either, by the way. No, no. That's putting all of the pressure and stress directly on your back yeah, it was if dumb. your core's not there. Yeah, it is if your core's not doing it. Yeah. And you've already told me you don't have a I core. I don't have a core. So, I so am there you gelatinous go. at the middle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we're talking about doctors, and dear listener, if you uh, did not think this was Ow, I'm old podcast, it, it is, and sorry. If you would like to share with us your interesting stories of aging or taking care of someone who's aging, please write us at brilliantobservations at gmail.com and let us know what's going on in your lives and, and how your new normal might be ouchies left and right. Also, you could find us on Facebook at Brilliant Observations. There's Brillob Squad subgroup there or on Instagram and Twitter at hashtag, no, at listenbrilliant. Find us there. I married a doctor. Let's start there. Hey-o. 
He will take care of any emergency that happens. What I should have married is a veterinarian. Did I see that somebody cut into the hippie canine again? Yeah. Why do you keep cutting into these dogs? Can't you leave them alone? He had a All tumor. they want is a fucking treat and a nap. He didn't have a tumor. He had a was... lump that grew exponentially Stop. in the course Stop. of one year. Stop it. And it was still wiggly, like it wasn't attached to something inside. So she said- Fluid-filled and malleable, my favorite. Here's an opportunity to take it out before it does attach to something and before it gets ugly. Er. Um, and he was walking a little funny because it was on his hip and that's, you know, a, a functional part of your body. So the doctor the other day told me. And uh, so we took it out and he has a massive scar on it's his. Super big, guys. And it's gross. very big. And you know. It's full, it's full length of your thumb sized scar. And they shaved the little constellation of bare ass, weirdy sheepskin all around. So his hump ass is like this weird circle of sadness with a giant red, black, super staple stitched up bullshit in the middle. And green And he thread. looks at you and she keeps taking fucking pictures. And he looks at you in the picture like, yeah, yeah, my life fucking sucks. That's the whole picture that he's taking. He is sheepy because nice. he's a poodle and he does have that sheepy hair it's just I mean it's the saddest thing but he wants to lick it so fucking badly so now it's like bleeding also it's so gross great we have to watch him like (laughs) like prisoners like he's he's just a it's the saddest thing and it's super gross but I have to tell you the bill had a comma if I married a vet I feel like we would be getting more perks and Stuart said I mean what would you have done gone to like vet schools and hung out i'm like yeah there are bars those students go to if i knew Sometimes, then if he if he really thinks that we have a challenge in trying to figure out how to marry a veterinarian it's not hard it's not hard there's a whole course on it i already took it tons of typos okay <laughs> there's tons of typos don't read the audiobook either it'll make you fucking crazy oh my god i still can't get over that uh, uh, yeah here's what we need instruction how to marry a veterinarian. That's what he got out of that? For the love of Lord in heaven, stop it. They also asked him, because he did the drop-off, do you want, um, do you want pathology? Would you like to stay in our luxury suite? It's <laughs> right. called the brilliant Would you like to suite. wait? Yes, it's called the brilliant suites. Yes, they're in the back wing of the It's embarrassing <laughs> it's how much money we yes. spend there. And Join he asked, us at the loading dock. He said, yeah. no, I don't want to know if it's cancer. I don't even want to know what it is. Just take it out. What? What do you mean you don't want to know? He said, well, what if it is? What are we going to do? How are you a doctor? What are we going to do if it is? What Are, are we going to cut him up? Watch like, him for signs of more cancer. That's what doctor. we do anyway. That's what we do anyway, he said. You don't. All right. Here's I like, the thing. I like I went blissful to the vet. No, no. I, I went to the vet. You can't be like him. Don't let him rub <laughs> off on you. You got to level up. He rubs off on these, me all the time. You can't have these negative influences in your life like your husband. You got to level up. <laughs> level up. He's level already up. trying to help you find a veterinarian husband to have. So I guess in that way, he's a good influence on you. How to? Here's what I'm Here's what I'm going to say. So our dog's been vomiting every day for about three weeks. So <laughs> we knew what this was. You know how he's losing weight, supposed to lose weight? We switched his food. So we were not thrilled, but not overly concerned with the vomiting because with a food switch, we're like, okay, he can't tolerate it. Let's give him less. Let's give him less. Let's give him less. Let's give him less. And we kept doing that, trying to mix it with the other food. And this went on for the better part of a week. And it was like, this isn't right. We went back 100% to the old food and it would still be just about every day he would throw up. So then I said, okay, you know what it is? Because he's lost a little weight, 
the only thing that we've changed now is giving him this pain, this anti-inflammatory pain medication. On a full maybe stomach. It's, maybe it's finally, maybe he's, I foolishly said, maybe he has lost enough weight that it's no longer the right dose. So maybe it's just too much for him and it's upsetting his stomach. So we discontinued that for a day and the vomiting stopped. And we thought, okay, great. And then sure enough, Friday afternoon, like clockwork, no no reason. Blah. And well, so I immediately called the vet and said, is there anything you can do? It's Friday. And they're like, yeah, we can we can work something out. Come on, we'll figure we'll figure it out. In the process of talking to her on the phone, he threw up again. So I got very nervous. Go over there. They gave him, they said, we probably think it is the medication. We had already given him a test for this medication to make sure it'd be okay. But she said it is very likely that it can just cause some some acid in the stomach. And dogs don't really know what to do with acid in the stomach. Like a kid, I don't think I feel well. I think I maybe have post-nasal drip. I think I'm going to vomit all over my sheets and the floor and my brother and the house and the couch for three days. <laughs> think that's what I'm going to do, mom. So that's anyway. So they gave him an injectable antacid, a pill antacid, a something, something, a thing, thing, a flip around, a do, a X, X rays, a slap them, a money bag, oh, a zing, zing, a baga, a suzu, how woo, plus the thank you for coming in emergently today. All of that shit. And I have three prescription bottles now sitting on the counter because there's two and a half more days of antacids. And then he switches to a new pain medicine, right? And all that's And he did, had lost two pounds. So fuck you, weight loss. Wait, he so only anyway, lost two pounds? <laughs> well, you know. So anyway, guess how much all that crazy shit was. You got to hold on to your hat. I'm not going to because mine would have had a comma and yours is going to be like 88 bucks. No, it was $578, which is a lot of dollars and more than I wanted to pay. That is a lot but of dollars. A lot of it comes from the all right. You're here on emergency, and we're running tests. So. Well, I don't think they. I don't think they charged us for it. I was just doing that for effect on this show. I think they really it was just the X-rays and the multiple. Honestly, all of those prescriptions, I, they're for the month because the new pain. So it's thirty days of a pain medication, and then injectable this, and then a bucka bucka. So you know, it's still a lot. It's still a fucking lot. So yeah. yeah, I think we do need to get a vet. On the banging rotation, like somehow we need to work this person in or even part of like, it doesn't work to be in the friend group because I have two friends who are actually vets, which I didn't realize until much later. Uh, so I was thinking there's something there. I can't, you can't go to your friends. You can't go to your friends. When your friends have a fucking restaurant, you can't go in there and like eat all the time. You feel like a dick. You got to just like, fucking pay for the food. It's their business. Like, so I'm not going to go. So you really do have to have sex with the vet. Is so what are you saying that people we know who call my husband for medical. Free proctology exams. They're perverts. <laughs> for, That's who For they medical are. advice and, and whatever. I mean, I what you're saying and what I'm saying are kind of different. If you go and you take their product that they would get money for from somebody else, that's one thing. That's food that they've Service paid for. Service-based businesses are hard because if you are a psychiatrist, if you are a doctor, right? He's not running a fucking test, but he's got to use his medical school paid brain to answer these fucking questions. So these free diagnostic consults should not be free. And that's the same thing in you know, I'm a writer, I'm an advertiser in marketing. It's like, hey, can I ask you a couple of questions? And then four hours worth of cocktails later, we've basically mapped out your entire business strategy that I used to get paid, I don't know, 60 grand for. So gee, thanks for the drink. I mean, I get it. And I don't sit there and think dollar signs are running. I would just stop talking if I didn't want to do this. It's different when you have, when you're just 
shooting the shit with your close friends. Of course, you want to give them the benefit of everything that you know. You want to help them. You want to help them more. How can I give you more free stuff? That's the kind of life I want. That's not what this is. This is when you're in a cocktail party at the PTA and people start saying things. Hey, let me ask you something. My you know, dog has a lump. Can you go in the back and get your, get your nail clippers and maybe get started and do something? Thank you. Ooh, whatever it is, right? That's how it feels when you go to a friend's restaurant or or if you had a friend who was a vet and you walked in and you would like expect a discount or they would feel obligated to try to give you a discount. That's weird. That's there weird. used to be a professional courtesy concept in medicine. You would go and you would get, you wouldn't get charged for things. You would get free, whatever, samples, consults, all this stuff. That no longer exists. And I do have to say, I did see a doctor this week and they wouldn't even take our copay as a professional courtesy to my husband. Oh, good. That's nice. Which has not happened in, I mean, when our kids were born, I'm like, all right, let's reap the benefits of fucking something because I don't know anything about kids and I can take care of myself. I'll be fine. So what did I do after they wouldn't take our copay? Your money's no good here. Sent them them Amish donuts, I'm guessing. I went to the Amish market (laughs) and I got... And I got packs and packs of cinnamon buns and I brought them in and I said, that'll learn you. That's more valuable to them than that $40. Yeah, that'll learn you. Don't you dare shun my money, my $40. front desk staff is no joke. They know exactly who they're dealing with when you come walking in the door. So, I mean, I've never, this is brand new for me. So then I walked in there and she said, Mrs. Brilliant, slid that little, (laughs) slid the little thing open to... And she said, hey. oh, did, did you have another appointment to come back? I don't see you on the books. Is there something Are I'm like, Are you here yeah. to see anyone for any purpose? Yeah. <laughs> I brought you, hey, your doctor wrote me a script for weed. So I brought you this. I'm super chill. That's not how it works. I don't have it. But, you know, I'm, ju- I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Thank you so much. Because finally, like a hint of that old boys school bullshit actually benefited me for right. the first time no I think that's fantastic I dug I it I love that and I, I love that thank them that's what sweets. happens our, our close friend emer- used to be an emergency room nurse she's transitioned into something else and that would be the case where uh cops don't give tickets yes right so when you when she was pulled Woo-hoo. over for speeding uh they she said you know I don't know how it came up in conversation but she said I'm an emergency room nurse and he pulled the thing out, ripped it up, and said, thank you, and okay. walked away. Okay, along those Cause lines. Because you take care of us first. You just said, in. I don't know how it came up. You can't say anything. It's not, you don't get this benefit. I know. Sorry. I know, you but he thinks I could. You just have to not speed. Yes. No. I don't, you I do. have to use. You have to use your tits. You have to use the blonde Tesla Land Rover benefit. That's what you have to use. Was I really going that fast? Yeah, you have to Jerry Seinfeld yourself out of this. That's what you have to what do. What seems to be or, the problem, officer? Those pants are tight. Do you need release? Like, what illegal? is happening? Do you want to try it? With are you me? making this a porn? Yeah. Because <laughs> I've seen this one, and actually, it's it was good. Very good porn. Really? Well, it was good. Okay. Yeah. What do they do it on the car? It's an like, authority thing behind yeah, the car, okay. leaning on the car. It's an authority Doesn't thing do it for me. Yep doesn't do it. He for has me. handcuffs. What are you talking about? So what? That super doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Ow. Have you ever, you obviously have not ever used handcuffs or else you like pain. Just the, they hurt. Just the furry ones. <laughs> They're no better. They were gag gifts that you can They're get out of. They're just furry around the middle. They're still hard. No, they were gag gifts from a stupid party. I don't know. I have big angles and big, it's out. Angles? It hurts. <laughs> well, I mean, what are you cuffing? <laughs> 
All right. I think this porn has shifted gears. So, <laughs> dear listener, I had a friend request to me, I really like your podcast. Do you know any other podcasts that are similar to yours? Like a little chatty friends thing. And I... And you said, that's a free consult and I won't tell you. I said, I can't help you. <laughs> Typo. Nobody's as good as we are. Uh, but I do know two sisters who have a podcast. And oh, I was yes. I was listening to the Mouse and Weens podcast this week, and Joe talked about how in her family, in her home, they had Barbies. They didn't have a lot of money, um, and they had Barbies. And when they were going in like Barbie's Corvette, it was a shoe or a slipper that they would like drive around oh. the house, and it was so sweet and it was so cute. And she said, "Did you ever realize that our Barbies were always sticky?" Oh God! <laughs> and I. I, what? I looked around the room to see if anybody else was there and listening. And uh, I was like, uh-oh. I definitely thought it was going in a different direction than it sh- they took it. But it seems... They- Go there now. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not the sheets and the crumpled in the bottom of your closet. It is... Oh, my God. That was not... He did not. Whatever. Okay. You're gross. It and he did not. Quacks and like I'm a duck. have to fucking ask him because you're like so gross. It's a duck. Um, they had a cat <laughs> who used to pee on their Barbies. Even worse than what I thought. <laughs> How could it be even worse <laughs> so, than what I thought? And they played with Bar- these Barbies all the time. <laughs> it was <on> plastic. <laughs> it was these the women, room. <laughs> I thought they were bright. I thought they were experts. The one of them knows everything, how to run the whole life. She's super great. She meets these people in Mexico. Everyone comes to her. She's got this great energy. The other one's in in L.A. killing it. She's making her way in the world. They have it all going on. They have this hilarious podcast, and they're so fucking stupid they can't tell when a Barbie's been dipped in phenile urine. (laughs) What's it called? Feline. Cats called feline. Feline. Phenile. I like phenile so much better. Put that in our dictionary. Funked. Brillab squad words, words, phenile. Um, Yeah. So they had a cat who throughout their lives had peed all over these Barbies on the regular. So the smell and the stickiness is what they thought Barbies were. So when they played at other people's. (laughs) Oh, my God. First of all, you think sticky, but then you actually make the finger gesture where your hands and your fingers (laughs) stick together like. (laughs) Because you're touching the fucking. (laughs) What are you doing, ladies? How did you grow into ladies? How did you grow into young women? What's wrong with you? Is this why you have a funny show? They say comedy is born from pain. Why are you playing with cat urine-soaked toys? They and didn't know. know. They it. didn't know. How do you not know? You go to it? a friend's house and their Barbies aren't as sticky as your Barbies and they have oh real Corvettes. God. So maybe they thought it was like car wash kind of thing. They couldn't go to a car wash. Oh my uh, yeah, so I definitely, my mind went in a very different direction, and I, I definitely know, thought so somebody loved those Barbies too much, uh, but I, I didn't, I didn't even, and then they got right to the peed on, and I thought, that's, uh, that's horrible, <laughs> a whole childhood of it, that's horrible, dear mouse, oh dear God. weens, Period. that's gross, even Amy's offended. The, I never did get the etymology of mouse and weans either. So maybe there's a mouse involved with this urinating cat. Maybe no. the weans. It, maybe it's the mouse does the weans on the Barbies. And that's how we get the whole. That's, that's exactly how they got their name. You are absolutely I right. I get it. See, I know all the things. I'm an expert. I'm so an expert. Some no of the other. here. 
no, oh no, no, that for no, is something oh, no, for no. which you are oh, no, uniquely no. qualified. You can, you can trust me. I have a full. I have legions of fans. I have millions of paid subscribers. You've got degrees in this. So last week we got some feedback. This week we got some feedback from last week's really? episode about how I cried. <laughs> you did get feedback. Yeah. Look and at you. I apologize. I, I know it's a comedy podcast. It wasn't feedback like, how dare you? I came to you for humor and you fucking cried. I'll never listen again. Blame ass bitch. I didn't get that. I got, you really made me sad. Well, I'll have you know. <laughs> That my son won't allow me to be sad because as I dropped oh. him off the day after the podcast, we okay, unpacked yeah. his room. There were five of us in there, the four of our family and my friend Michelle, who unpacked her daughter the day before, came because Bingo. she knew better. Where is the electricity? What to plug in where? This is how you set it up to have the most space. Love her. She is my Marie Kondo. She made that day so much easier. Took the trash away, all the boxes. She was like your mother at a shower, cleaning up the paper or how your mother should be at a shower. <laughs> how to, other people's mothers I had to are say it. at a shower. Correct. So all the garbage in a big bag, took everything out, went up and down the elevator. She was just the best. So set up the whole room. I make his bed, put the sheets on with the whales facing the right direction. All the stuff, right? All the stuff. The refrigerator's here. Let's put your... Okay, bye, he says. I'm sorry. What the fuck did you just say to me? Your roommate's parents are here somewhere. They couldn't be in the room. There were just too many people. Um, we're going to like, why don't we go and have have a drink with them or go? Nope, I got this. I want to get I want to hit the ground running and meet people. And he's like, OK, bye. I'm like, all right, I got to tell you something, though. We're here till tomorrow. We drove for five hours to get here this morning. We unpacked you for another two. We're seven hours into this. We are where the sweating. fuck do you think I'm going to go? Where are, you, where are you sending me? Like, what are you talking about? So we did go and check into our hotel, give ourselves a little tits, pits, and ass shower because it was fucking 100 degrees as we're waiting in a lot. Like, we just, it was a lot. And unpacking and he dismissed us. We did our little moppage and then we went back out to eat knowing full well he could walk by at any time with kids from his floor or what. You just dismissed me. So I sat at the table and I thought, oh my God, that's it. That's all I got. The friend who pack, unpacked her daughter the day before was having dinner with her that night and breakfast the next morning. I think that's a little overkill. Like you do need to let them hit the ground running. You really do. Like done. He's done with me. The second that last tuck happened at the corner of his bed or the second I opened that last package of highlighters and put it on the desk thing he had, done with me done with me. I lined up his uh, hand sanitizer. I got him the single pack ones and the ones you could attach to the backpack because I'm fucking crazy. And then bye, mom. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of highlighters. I'm here to say, I, I don't know that he's going to use a single one of those highlighters, but I love that he has decided when adulthood begins. It begins when I say who I say when he drew that and it's line. fucking now get out and go away. So <laughs> so there was not dear listener those of you who could not handle my emotion last week there will be none this week because I was thrown to the fucking curb is what I and then we ate at in Pittsburgh I highly recommend stacked burger. Oh yeah. Would Fantastic. you like this on top of it and this on top of it? How about a fried egg? Always a fried egg. So it was it was joy and it was delicious and if I wasn't like 
still reeling from the fact that my kid dismissed me that I probably would have enjoyed it a little more. But yeah, it was great to and they were beautiful weather so he could have a real experience um and he's gone i'm down to and then there was one and yes i did mention we are back in the thick of it doing our applications again i need a fucking how, break how old is she is she a senior or is she a junior she's a senior into the thick I of it i was gonna say i'm trying to figure out how far behind we are with the junior because he has not toured other than by proxy mm-hmm having toured other locations and gone to multiple lacrosse camps where he stayed at college right. campuses and gone to tournaments. Well, where thank he's God been on for that, campus. right? So, yeah. So, I mean, he's he's had exposure in many, many ways. And he's he's been on one college tour uh, because I forced him to go with his brother all these years ago to one that's just to, you know, Chapel Hill. Big deal. So, and I mean, he, he liked it. He liked it better than his brother liked it. Brian? Hey, what <sighs> what are Australian nudists? Well, they're people who live down under and don't wear anything down under. So I went finally to have a pedicure. It's been well, 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 well longer than it should have been. Did you prep before you went? Did you prep nope. the field? That you just went with like your talons out and you said... No, I always go. That's their fucking job. I shave my legs, but that's their fucking job. No, I can't, if I could get down there, I wouldn't have a pedicure. I'd take care of this myself. Okay. No. It's, uh, I went in and the other thing is this place I recommend it so highly in the past couple times, I'm starting to say, why do I recommend it so highly? Why? It's like these experts that I follow that aren't fucking experts. So I go in there. It's a very common thread in your life. Can you, can you, can you do, you know, pedicure, whatever? Yeah, sure. Great. So they put you in the seat, do the, do the massage seat, fill up the bowl, the two seats down woman is talking to her daughter who's right next to me and I could tell you everything about this daughter all the way down to her bra size because they were just telling it and talking it and this and this and she's going to get up above. oh my god these people and the way they talk so I'm sitting there trying to tune everybody out and trying not to have the water overflow and letting the, and and I don't ever want to talk to anybody when I'm in there I make it as clear as I can politely. And so they've gotten that. Hello, how are you? And I always, the one word answer, yep. And I keep going back to my phone. Yep, yep. So she's like, oh, and look, it's little girl who likes to talk. So my pedicurist is talking to the little girl now. And I'm like, can't you just not talk? Like, what's that? So I'm here to relax and have you make nice. Someone new comes in. She sits down. She wants to start talking to me. I like your glasses. I like that yellow. I like your toes. I like it, like it. Who are you? And talky, talky, talky. How you got any kids? You got this? You got kaka you? It's like, are we on a fucking date? Why is everybody? Okay, let's, I don't want to approach you anymore. So she starts talking and then got to the point in the conversation where she realizes it's on, it's my turn. So she just talks. So I'm not even doing anything. She's telling me the whole deal. Single mom, dropping the kids off, going to college, helped a friend. I was helping her move this and this when my daughter went here all around it. And I'm just sort of bobbing along and listening and, okay, when is this going to stop? And then she says, because when I sent my daughter her big trip after college, I sent her to Australia to live with her uncle for a month just to go and do it. And it was really weird because they're nudists. And so they were nudists in the house. And I'm like, I'm back in the conversation. I'm all in. I'm I'm with you. I said, I'm sorry, what? You sent your 18-year-old to meet her uncle and live with him for the first time for a month with no pants on? With his cock out? In his house? You sent her to rock out with his cock out? Hi, uncle. Which do I shake? Your hand or your dangling open penis? 
I could not. So on and on. They're they're yoga. They own a yoga studio and they're nudists in Australia. Ugh. And I'm thinking. That is not a combination I want to see. Start from the nope. And so we get all the way to the beginning. So the girl goes down and she's like, but she, you know, she's 18. She can make it happen. I'm like, I don't know what, what she said. The worst is the wife would not, the, my uncle agreed to wear clothes when she was in the house, but my aunt, whatever the wife did not. And she's in her sixties. And I'm thinking, yeah, what? So she, the whole Definitely time. do not want to see a 60-year-old woman naked doing yoga. I want to throw up in my mouth. And she starts telling all these tales like, you know, I w- it would always, she sort of would be in the kitchen trying to get things on a low shelf and like bending over and all these. It's like, what are you, why in the food? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Is why? that a dog Where? hair in my eggs? No, it's a pew. Oh my God. Oh my God. Why do hi, my Barbies smell like hi, this? Hi, Uncle Peanuts. What? Where? who I don't I don't I don't think this is my high school trip can I ask you what you think their Barbies smell like oh my god I don't want to know kiwi they're gross (laughs) that's fucking gross I think bodies are beautiful I think nudity is great and I think the kitchen you should have your clothes on I also feel like you maybe don't want to invite your nieces and nephews over when you're having a big old naked party. Like I don't, the whole thing it's is not a party. Am I it's, missing? It's how they live. I mean, that's just how, that's just every day for them. And I think there had to have been a better place in Australia to send your kid. I don't know that saving that month's worth of rent is really worth what she's going to need therapy to fix after <laughs> that month staying with them. I don't, I, I didn't, I, the whole thing. Last time somebody was in prison, it's like, what's going on at this fucking uh, nail salon? That's what I want to know. Where are these people coming from that they have all these experiences? Welcome to the community. Last time it was somebody running for city council, wanted to, wanted to get, you know, the one on the one side was running and wanted to talk all about it and how didn't like this and didn't like that. And she got up and left. And then the woman on the other side of me, I was like, wow, that was uh, that was kind of unexpected. I, I didn't expect to talk politics in here. And she says, no, or that kind of politics. And she was the opposite party. And she wanted to yakka taka taka taka. I was like, what? how did I get in the so seat again? I, I got to go to a different nail salon, I think is the name of this tune. I think, I think you I've should switch. Although if you're looking for good fodder for podcasts, it seems to be a <laughs> great place to go. And you brought it up, running for office. I'm going to close with this. There is a, a man who is still incarcerated. He's a convicted murderer, made history in the nation's capital when voters recently elected him to one of the District of Columbia's advisory neighborhood commissions. The man is in prison and got elected. In pris- Let me rephrase. In prison for murder. He's been in prison for 26 years <laughs> after a jury convicted him of first degree murder in 1994. So what do you think about this? He got elected. What I Marion Barry? Like it wasn't enough freebasing with hookers to get your gig back again and again. The first thing I thought when I saw you post this is, "What's up, DC? Y'all <laughs> people don't know shit from shit. What the fuck?" And then I read your article, and you're not gonna like me very much. Go ahead. This man is uniquely qualified, yeah. and we should laud him. He ran on the platform. First of all, the position he was elected to was Neighborhood Advisory Council, so or whatever the proper title is. So the idea is that he is going to be helping the neighborhoods figure out what they need and get what they need in D.C., which is maybe a little bit of a rough place if you're not familiar. Okay. He ran on the platform that I, as an incarcerated individual, 
I am uniquely qualified to lead a population who need not be defined by our worst mistake. I have learned. I have evolved. Rehab. I can contribute. Right. I am a better person. I have gotten past this. You can too. Let's do it. I'm going to represent you. I'm like you. I can help. So he's not running like Marion Barry on, I'm going to get some more crack whores and bring them to Marian the White Barry, House. He, <laughs> ran on, he ran on the, I did this job before. I did, I mean. But he didn't run on, and I've gotten better. He ran on, <laughs> he ran on, I'm still smoking the crack. So He ran on name recognition. Yeah, he did. He super did. He super did. In any event, I there's more to that little story, but at the same time, yeah, and the, of course, the publication wants to go in there and say, it's not the first time this has happened. This has happened in Virginia when a Democrat was elected from behind bars because he was doing something inappropriate with a minor. So, and it wasn't even inappropriate. Like whatever, uh, contributing to the delinquency of a minor. That could be something like buying somebody a drink. P.S. Right? He is. Which is not good. That's not good. He That's is getting good. out. And the position to which he was elected is unpaid. What? So I, I say, good for you, man. And then you should be, you know, here's the thing. Let's turn this all the way back around to me. My favorite thing. <laughs> I need to get a gold star. No, I need to get it. This is the truth. I wasn't going to say anything. I need a gold star. I'm not making, I'm making lots of decisions every single day. I'm having a little bit of decision anxiety and action overload because yeah. I'm doing so much. It makes you sit here and say, what the fuck am I doing? I'm doing what, 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 what? Okay. I made a fantastic decision to not run for city council and I want all the gold stars and all the gold props from you. My friend stepped down from city council years ago. I was actually going to get appointed to a position on the city council, but long and, st and short of it, I didn't have one of the qualifications being you had to be a hotel owner, like for that position in the tourism, you had to f specifically be something that I was not. So I, it's always been in the background, right? She has taken a larger position elsewhere and is stepping aside and they are going to fill her position through an application and appointment process. So rather than running for city council, all I needed to do was send in my resume, say, I want to want to. And in 18 days, they were going to read all those applications and then pick some fucking body. And I didn't do it. And you should be very excited that I didn't do it because why the fuck would I do this? I can't, I can't do another stupid fucking thing that pulls me away from what are you even fucking doing? So I'm so glad. Guess and you true. should say, you, I, what the fuck am I doing? Have I done anything that I said I wanted to do? No. Am I on a path to do anything that I said I wanted to do? Barely. Yes. Am I dedicated every day to doing more of the things that bring me closer to what I want to do? I hope that's Not if you join the city fucking council. Okay, I said I hope that's a yes. Yeah, you absolutely are on a path. And I can't keep adding. I can't keep joining. I can't keep... Maybe this will be the thing that sticks. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Here's what, And so I'm feeling a little bit... I'm getting more in touch with your repeated question of what is my true life's calling? You'd like to say, what is my second act? What is my true life's purpose? Where is my compass? What should I be doing right now with all of my time? And like you, I have the burden of many talents. So I can do anything. So which of those am I supposed to fucking do? Because doing all of them a little bit of a time doesn't feel like that's the right thing. So I'm grateful to myself for having the fortitude to not run for city council and not expose myself to headlines that are going to embarrass me and my kids and not expose myself to people stumbling upon this podcast and hearing me, you know, talk about like 
scrotal licking and all the fucking things that we say that I would not Ranch really dressing. want. Yep. Yeah, yeah, all the fucking things that prevent me from being in the city fucking council. Good for me. Good for me. I'm not doing another thing. Gold star. I'm not doing another Gold thing. Gold star. Gold star. Gold star. Dear listeners, thank you for showing up once again for us. I hope that nobody pees on your Barbies and all your shit is unsticky. Mouse mouse and weens. It's a little bit of an interesting title. So we're going to mouse and W-E-E-N-S. Check it out. Put it in the search bar of your favorite pod playoff and give them a listen. These ladies are funny. Check it out. Dope. Thank you for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye.